Hi guys, it's Sister Spill and welcome back to Spillcast. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for all the support that you guys have given me um, just throughout like this entire college admissions process. Um, I do want to give you guys the update that I know some of you guys were pretty invested in. I did not get into UCLA, which was my, I guess you could say, dream school. Um, I was rejected and I talked last episode uh, about how I kind of knew that it was coming based on the statistics and like me not realizing how selective it actually was. And so I I definitely learned something from that. You know, I could have not applied to the major that I wanted to and blah, blah, blah. The point is that I didn't get in and it was hard. It was hard for sure. And I know it's kind of weird for me to just like start off the episode with that, but I also just know that some of you guys were waiting for an update and I got really good feedback on the last episode. People said that they were just like pretty invested and giving me a lot of support about just this entire process that I'm going through and and sympathizing with me. So I appreciate you all so much. It was Friday when I opened it. So it came out right when I thought it would. Um, I opened two college decisions. The first one I opened was from UC San Diego, um, University of California, San Diego, which is part of the UC system, the same system that UCLA is part of. So it's a great school. I've been to that campus before. It's San Diego. So it's literally like, it has like amazing weather, like basically year long, great weather. And it's right by the beach, like the campuses. It is honestly just like such a great school overall, academically, whatever. The only problem is, is that it doesn't really offer anything in film. It has like a little bit of a film program, but it's just, it's no match to what I would get at, say, Chapman, the other school that I've been accepted into um, that I've talked about before. So it's really hard because it's like, you know, I wish I could kind of mix and match some of the features of the school that I've gotten into. And that's why it was kind of upsetting, you know, not kind of, but it was upsetting to get rejected from UCLA because to me, I guess I like the school so much because it was a match for me, like, overall. Like, it was a mix of everything that I really wanted, you know? It was in California, it was a great film school, it was great academically, and it was in LA, like, the heart of LA, where a lot of the film industry is booming and lively. So that, for me, was just why I loved it so much because it just... You know, I found the school and then it happened to be a good film school and I was like, wow, this is this is so great. Like this is perfect, you know. But that's the problem of like hopefulness sometimes is that you get too in your head about things and then things when things don't go your way, it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of a reality check. So, you know, I definitely got humbled by UCLA. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I never really thought that like I was obligated to have a spot there or anything like that. All I know is that I'm qualified to go to that school. Uh and I've come to terms with that. I just think that I wasn't quite ready yet to be accepted into the film program because I personally don't think that what I submitted was my best work. So I understand why they would reject me. And I also understand because if they're literally getting new, like 15 new people every year, then clearly I just, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. And that's okay. That's okay. And I've, I've definitely like come to terms with that over the last couple days. I've had the weekend to kind of think and reflect about it. And I'm feeling like relief in some ways because I just know that I don't have to have this decision looming over me anymore. And it's not this burden that I'm carrying with me trying to do everything to strive towards it. Like it's just over. And I know my decision and I love that it's causing me to get redirected into a different school. Like I, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but, um, it, it definitely provided me with some clarity is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, it was, it was fine. But anyways, I opened my UC San Diego decision, uh, just like a few minutes, maybe like 10 minutes before I got, uh, my UCLA decision. And 
it was an acceptance and I kind of felt bad. My, my parents recorded me as I was opening both decisions because I've, I've documented every single one of my decisions because I'm working on like kind of a documentary, um, my own like personal project because you guys know I, I actually want to make films on the side. So this is, this is my real like life project that I'm working on right now is like a documentary about my whole like college process, but also just like me like graduating high school, like me becoming an adult. Like it's just kind of this whole process that comes with going to college. So it's kind of just like a, a new era and I'm kind of trying to document it. So that's kind of what I'm working on. And because of that, I've recorded or asked my parents to record my decisions because I obviously want those to be in the video. So um, I had them record and I was really nervous opening the UC San Diego one because um, not really because I thought it would be rejected just because for me it was more of like a target school, like based on my statistics, my stats, my extracurriculars, essays, whatever. Like I feel like I was, I would be surprised if I didn't get in and not to sound like egotistical or anything, but just based on what I submitted, it would make sense that I got into that school. So I wasn't nervous about getting rejected. I was just nervous because all I could think about was opening the UCLA decision after that. So I was like shaking, like my anxiety, like super high. Um, but I tried to like, you know, seem composed. You know, I was more nervous because I was being filmed because I just knew like after I, you know, opened this decision, it would be the UCLA decision on film. And it just, it was just hard because I knew it was going to be a rejection and I didn't, I didn't like the fact that I was being recorded, but at the same time I wanted to be recorded. It was kind of a weird thing. So yeah, I opened the uh, decision and I felt bad because I was just like, yay like you know I was excited but I, I I my excitement was just overwhelmed by anxiety about you know the UCLA decision so I really should have reacted better and like after I kind of did some more research and like looked into other people and you know I, I follow like this reddit thread um where they talk about it's called like applying to college or something and everyone kind of just is has been talking about like their acceptances the decisions that they're still waiting on just the whole college process and it's been kind of helpful to see like other people go through the same thing as me and a lot of people talked about how they were rejected from uc san diego i saw so so many people saying they were rejected and i i guess i didn't realize how competitive it actually was until i kind of did some more research and they received 150,000 applications this year it said that in my like uh admissions email which was crazy because i'm like out of 150,000 people you picked like you know a handful and i was one of them like that's crazy so i'm really grateful to get in and i i should have realized how exciting it was to get into that school not that i was never excited but it's just like you know i know that uc san diego was honestly a lot of people's dream schools and a lot of people said that they didn't get in or they were waitlisted or whatever and it just kind of I didn't want to appear ungrateful so I've taken the last couple days to be like you know maybe I should really explore this opportunity because even though it doesn't really have a great film program it's a really cool school so but anyways I got into that school so there is some good news but yeah after that I opened my UCLA letter and um you know basically just said dear my name you know we regret to inform you. We don't have place for you. You know, whatever, whatever. They they rejected me. Um, I didn't get like a wait list or anything. In case you guys don't know, sometimes they wait list people. And if you get off the wait list, then you're in. But it's really hard to get off the wait list. So anyways, I didn't get in the wait list. But they were like, if you want to, you can try and transfer as a junior or whatever. And I'm like, mm. my whole plan was to not have to transfer schools. But yes, it is an option for me. I could always try to transfer to UCLA. It's just, it sucks like when you know 
something is coming, but seeing it and actually like it actually happening is nothing can prepare you for that. You know, like you can prepare yourself as much as you want and pretend that you're going to be fine and you know it's going to happen. Um, But the second it does happen, it's just like you're not able to fully prepare yourself because until it actually happens, you don't really know what it feels like. So for me, it was just kind of like a like I just kind of sat there and I was just like, yep, I was rejected. And then I just stared at the, the computer screen in silence and then I closed it and I went up to my room and I sobbed um and I got mascara all over my sheets it's kind of funny you could see like don't feel bad for me guys I think it's funny now but like I was like laying my face down in my sheets and so you could see like when I got up like the outline of like where my eyes were and like my mascara was like all over my face like rubbed around my cheeks like I don't know what was going on I just need to get that out of course I was going to be sad after being rejected even if I knew it was coming um it was just kind of like once it actually happened, I was like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta go through the process of grieving a little bit. So yeah, I'm still feeling a little sad about it, but I don't feel bitter or anything. Um, I've been seeing some things on my, my for you page or like on social media. I had to like unfollow UCLA because I knew when I got rejected, I I wasn't going to, to want to see them pop up on my feed. So I unfollowed them on Instagram a little bit ago, but I like the one, their TikTok just showed up on my for you page like a couple minutes ago. So I just pressed like not interested or other people are like, I got into UCLA and I'm like, not interested, not because I'm trying to be bitter or because I'm like, oh, they don't want me. I don't care about the school. It's more just like for my own mental health. I don't really want to see all these things about this dream school that I have because TikTok knows how interested I was. I don't really want to see all these things on my For You page, on social media, like in front of my face when I'm still kind of trying to, you know, process it a little bit. So I just rather not see it and be happy about the schools that I have gotten into. So that's kind of my reasoning. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, they didn't want me. Like, I don't like them, whatever. Like, no, I still think it's an amazing school and anyone would be so lucky to get there. And I'm so happy for anyone who's gotten in. Um, It's just not something that I really want floating around in front of my face, you know? I'm overwhelmed with the options that I have right now. I have another college decision coming tomorrow and it's uh, another University of California, a UC school, part of that same system. And it's UC Santa Barbara. Um, I've never actually been to Santa Barbara, but it's gorgeous from what I've seen and I've heard great things about it. It's just, you know, it's a good school. It's a lot of people's dream schools. It's literally like San Diego's really close to the beach, but Santa Barbara is like a school on the beach. Like it's so many people's dreams. Uh, apparently people just walk around there with like swimsuits and, and they go surfing all the time. So it's kind of like one of those like, wow, this is actually a real school kind of moments, but it's less, it's more of like a fun school rather than like a school that would really match my interests, if that makes sense. Like there's nothing I have against it. It just like doesn't feel like my vibe. So I will be really happy if I get in tomorrow. Um, I'll keep you guys updated, but it's, you know, it's not like top priority for me if I get in there and then all the other like acceptances that I've gotten in gotten I'm like so overwhelmed by my options already that it's like oh my god like I wasn't expecting to get into every single college that I applied to besides UCLA that's how it's been so far with like scholarships to multiple of them so it's like I I'm so overwhelmed by choices and options right now that um I'm really grateful um but it's also it's like crazy so it's okay that I didn't get into UCLA because I have great options but um it makes it really hard now because there's like a little bit of what I want at every college whereas UCLA was kind of a combination of everything that's why it was so perfect to me but I will figure it out and I will be sure to keep you guys updated without rambling too much about this but you know at the end of the day I shouldn't feel bad it is my podcast and I do 
want to share my personal life with you guys and I also have gotten a lot of you guys again saying that you were invested in the process so I don't want to feel like I'm boring you guys I think it's important for me to share aspects of my personal life but well oh I will not be posting uh, a podcast episode probably for the next two weeks unfortunately because my trip to Italy is on Thursday I'm leaving this Thursday the 24th I think um I am so excited guys so 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 excited um this has been like a dream trip for me like bucket list I didn't think I was gonna go till I was like in my 20s and I would do like a solo trip or something but it's way cheaper to go in the spring and my family was kind of doing this as like a graduation trip thing for me so this is definitely gonna be a highlight of my life I think (laughs) because I've been wanting to go to Italy for so long so if any of you guys live in Italy know people in Italy um anything like that let me know if there's something cool I should visit in Rome or Florence or Naples or Venice those are the places I'm going but I'll have to update you guys in two weeks when I um come back from my trip and let you guys know all the cool things that I did and the food I ate feel free to while I'm gone send me as much advice as you want um if there's anything that's like urgent that you really want me to respond to and it's like time sensitive you guys can always ask me for advice and I could just respond in like a little voice memo through Instagram or just type you a message on Instagram or an email but if you want it to be on the podcast obviously you're probably gonna have to wait like two weeks for the next but please don't let that stop you from sending me advice. I will be checking my DMs and everything. So like I said, I could respond to you right away or you can say, you can wait and respond to this on the podcast. So just let me know. I also, it's kind of like a weird time to be leaving for spring break because this is the end of the term. So it gets like really stressful. So I have to do like some of my work before I leave, but it's it's not too much. It's not too bad. It's manageable. So I'm missing four days of school, which is crazy because my parents don't let me miss any school at all. Like as a child, like if I was sick, unless I was like throwing up or like had a really bad fever like they sent me off to school like now with COVID and everything I'm like okay maybe not the smartest but you know things have changed um so like yeah it it's weird for me to be to miss four days of school because I don't think I've ever missed that much school like ever um in a row like usually if I've ever missed school it's like I left like one day early on a trip so I missed like one day or like half a day of school but for me to be missing two full days before spring break starts and then the two full days after spring break ends is is crazy but it's worth it this is like a once in a lifetime kind of thing maybe I mean I don't I doubt it's the last time I'll go to Italy I'll find my way back there eventually as an adult or something but it's definitely like a very special trip so if I'm gonna miss school for anything definitely worth it to miss it for Italy and it kind of sounds like everything in my life is so like volatile and crazy right now but honestly like I come home from school like do homework but like a majority of my time is so like boring like I'm in my room watching TikTok or Netflix or it sounds crazy but I am not actually doing all that much because right now I just I don't really have a job to keep me busy I don't have too many extracurriculars going on at the moment so It's been like a little bit of a stagnant time for me other than just waiting on college decisions. But with that, I am going to be transitioning into the advice for this week. I am excited actually because I got a voice message. So I'm let's start with that because I don't want you guys to forget that you can send me voice messages. I have a few friends right now, but like we are like a group, like we are four people. So the thing is that I really don't know if they're my friends. Like I know one of them is a really good friend of mine, but then the two others are like kind of strange. Like they both are like really best friends, but then like they only talk to me when like my other best friend is unavailable or something like that. And it's really hard because like I study a lot and like they are like 
you know they make me feel like an outcast sometimes because they don't really study you know they are like the people who do stuff around and have many friends so i don't really know what to do so i hope you can give me some advice first of all thank you for sending in a voice message it's been a while i think we need to revive that part of the advice segments um i think it's really common for people to feel out of place in friend groups especially like i don't know what age you are but when you are kind of like middle middle school through high school i know like people do make really good friends at these ages but at the same time a lot of people are just trying to find their place with within society um and what kind of people that they like to hang out with and what their interests are. And so it can be really hard to feel like you truly do fit in with a group. I have definitely um, jumped around from different kind of friendships. I, I, you know, I've had like four friends that have kind of stayed like long-term best friends. Um, but for the most part, like throughout high school, it's been very, not like super inconsistent, um, Because, like, freshman year, you guys know the story about that. Um, That was inconsistent. But, like, ever since, like, sophomore year, I've had, like, a a pretty steady group of friends. But, you know, I'll I'll talk to other people here and there. But it's kind of... It's pretty steady. But, you know, just because, like, you have a group of friends doesn't necessarily mean that you feel, like, 100% connected with them or feel like you truly fit in. So, I I definitely feel that. I I still feel that today a lot of times um, with certain people that I meet or hang out with or, or interact with on a, you know day-to-day basis or just see around at school like there are people that I'm like wow you're like super great and cool and I have good memories with you but um it can be really hard to feel like a really deep connection with people and that's okay you know obviously it's very important to have really good friendships and have you know people around you who you feel you can trust and who are genuine friends and you're close with um but also don't don't rush it or don't force anything. I also think that it's, it doesn't hurt necessarily to have just people who are not like super great friends, but people who are just fun to be around in the moment. Uh, it, it sounds odd, but like unless they're truly making you like unhappy, um, in that case, like, you know, don't be friends with them. But if if they're not truly making you unhappy and they're actually like making you happy they're just they just don't feel like super deep friends maybe just more surface level that's okay too like it's okay to have those types of friends I feel like a lot of people have those types of friends where it's like you know I see you in class and we've hung out a couple times and you're really cool but you know you just can't really see them being like a lifelong friend that's okay you know um friends are friends I don't mean that you should just have friends just to have friends but also just don't like put pressure on yourself or other people to build like deep friendships with everyone that you meet because in reality everyone that you meet is not going to click with you or connect with you on that deeper more genuine level past like surface level stuff and and you know like I said that's okay um I do think it can be problematic though too when like like you said, if you're feeling kind of down about things or you don't feel like comfortable around them or anything like that, I feel like that's when you should reevaluate and be like, okay, maybe is there a way that I can kind of slow down, spend less time with these people? Because if they're truly not, like if you have nothing in common with them and you're just not vibing with them at all, I don't think it's worth it. Um, However, if it's just something like, oh, you know, we're friends, but you know, we're not like super, super close, I think that's okay. It's okay to have that around. So it really kind of just depends on like how they make you feel. If they make you feel happy and you have fun with them, like, you know, that's, that's cool. And that's good to have around. It's good to have people around you who you can make you laugh and you have fun with them. Um, but I don't think it's worth it when 
friends are really just the complete opposite of you and you don't understand them at all and they don't understand you and it's kind of just like a forced friendship like I basically like I don't think that you should stay in in anything that's a forced friendship um with your kind of group of people it sounds like you know you have really want like one really good close friend in it and that's great and so by default you're probably just friends with the other girls and I think as long as like you know they're nice to you and you guys have fun it's okay to like keep them around because obviously it's very hard you can't just like get rid of friends when like you're all kind of connected to each other um but like it's okay that like you study more and they don't or you like this and they don't that's okay um I have a lot of friends that I am so opposite from but it ends up working really well because they teach me things and I teach them things so it's a really good balance um but yeah I've definitely had friends before where it just seems like more surface level and you know we hang out or I'm friends with them because my friend is friends with them and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's fake it just doesn't mean that we're super compatible so that may just be the case that you're not super compatible with everyone that you hang out with I don't think that's a super good reason to just like drop someone or just stop being friends with them outright um but just definitely you know recognize it which you have you've recognized it maybe you don't really vibe with every one of these girls and kind of just decide like if you know if they're constantly asking you to hang out or something like that or you're you know being invited to a group hangout then don't force yourself to go to something where you're like, oh, this is going to feel fake to me. I don't know if any of this is making sense because I'm just kind of spewing words out of my mouth, but I don't think that there's necessarily anything that you should do unless you feel that you're poorly treated by them and they're just not good friends to you, then definitely try to make your way out of those friendships. Um, if they're just like good friends to you, but you just don't feel like super close to them, that's okay. Keep them around and eventually you will find friends who you feel are really genuine and you feel that you can trust and have really good time around just like the one friend that you already have it's okay um to not be super close with everyone sometimes just those acquaintance or surface level type friendships are good to have so it's good to just be involved with a lot of different types of people and i think that's all i really have to say about that i don't think you necessarily have to do anything um just kind of you know Take it step by step and see the people you meet along the way. And who knows, maybe you will become close to them. But I think definitely just make that effort. And if it's looking like, oh, this isn't really someone that I can see myself being really good friends with, then don't force anything, but don't also push them away either if there's no good reason to. This person DM'd me and said, hi, Sister Spill. I hope you're feeling well and have a great day so far. Thank you. You too. I have an update from the last advice I sent. So I ended up giving the letter two days earlier than my initial plan. Um, this is the person who said that they were going to give a letter to their crush before graduation, by the way. Um, and we talked the next day and we're together now. But the thing is, we're going different to different schools from April. And he told me he's going to be busy with after school extracurriculars. He's doing baseball. And he told me he only has one day off a week. It's like a long day, long distance relationship, but we live in the same city, just going to different schools um this is also my first relationship and i really want to make it work for me so do you have any advice for first relationships um i already told him that i wanted to take things slow and he agreed okay so this is a hard part because it is a first relationship and there's already like so many complications i don't want to scare you away from anything and i think you should definitely you know try to make it work as best you can but it can be really tricky to start off in a first relationship when 
it's something that you guys, or at least you haven't experienced before, which makes it really hard, harder than usual to probably get through these challenges because someone who maybe has been in a couple relationships is able to kind of look at the situation and be like, oh, you know, like I see where this went wrong in another relationship or using my relationship experience, I can help navigate through these obstacles. But if you're someone without relationship experience, um, not trying to undermine you or anything like that, but without relationship experiences before, it can be really hard for you to kind of navigate these challenges alone. So I think like what I would do is open communication is the best thing that you guys can do. Definitely talk about what, you know, how you're feeling, what you want about out of the relationship, what kind of your demands is a harsh word, but demands are in the relationship and I guess like guidelines. So if you're like, I want to be able to see you once a week, then make sure that he's able to make that sacrifice. And if he isn't, then it's like, okay, well, I don't know if a relationship is the best thing right now, whatever. Because I feel like ultimately it's very important to be able to see each other, especially if you guys are going to different schools. Um, And so if you're not even seeing each other once a week, like maybe once every two weeks is, is like more realistic for you guys, but still that's like not a lot at all, especially for someone in a relationship. So yeah, I, I understand how difficult it can be, um, especially with his busy schedule and everything. So I think the number one thing you guys should do is have communication, like I said, but also make sure that like he's able or wants to give you that quality time. Because like I said, it's really important if you're in a relationship and you're able to see each other, like to use that time to see each other because it, it's just way different in person than it is just texting someone and I feel like that's a very like vital component of a relationship I know a lot of people do like successful long distance relationships and they're totally fine but I feel like if you're able to see each other you should definitely take that opportunity so make sure that he's on the same page with you and wants to see you Um, but also I understand if you want to take things slow maybe you don't want to see him once a week maybe you want to see him once every two weeks like I said Um, or even less than that it's all like up to you guys so I think definitely just establish like the boundaries and like the guidelines for your relationship and want what you want out of each other because without that you're kind of gonna be left feeling confused like you know how much do I sacrifice for this person what do they want like don't don't make it this game of questioning each other just straight up tell tell him you know hey I want to see you this week or hey can we talk more or hey I think we should work on this whatever so communication really big thing because you don't want to have any sort of barriers in that area. Um, Otherwise, you guys are just going to deal with certain conflicts that could be avoided because, you know, you guys could have just talked to each other. So that's one big thing. Um, And I also understand, like, it is your first relationship, so of course you want it to work. Um, But don't pressure yourself too much if it doesn't work out because, honestly, I see a lot of times from people's first relationships, they don't work out, again, not to scare you, but they don't work out because it's so new and fresh. And especially on top of like the busyness that he has and the other complications of being, you know, semi long distance, like it makes it even more difficult being in a first relationship. And so a lot of times you see these things don't work out because it's so overwhelming that like neither of you are able to come up with ways to compromise or like handle it so it's okay if it doesn't work out too like don't feel upset I mean it's okay to feel upset of course you would but but don't feel like ashamed or like upset at yourself if it doesn't work out because I think that 
as long as you're doing everything you can to communicate and be like a good like partner in the relationship then there's only so much that you can do to make it work and sometimes things just don't work out so you know just like prepare yourself for like in the case that it does happen don't beat yourself up because it ultimately is going to work out for the better and every relationship is something that you will learn from so it's nothing to regret or anything like that so I think for the time being put everything you can into making it work without like sacrificing your own well-being of course like focus on the things that are important to you your relationship shouldn't take up your entire life of course but put everything you can into to making the relationship work and make sure he's also giving the same energy because if he's not that's not worth it um but don't feel bad if it doesn't work out Hi, this is my first time asking for advice. I've been loving the podcast lately. Thank you and welcome, first timer. I love when people have never asked for advice for before. Um, so I have a good group of friends and we don't have issues with each other. It's just me and two other girls, Taylor and Viana. Um, hopefully I said that right. And three other boys, Efron, Leo, and Fern. Those are cool names. I don't know if those are real names, but they're cool. So I feel like friends don't really like me. They leave me out of group chats. They've been doing this for a while now. I don't know if I should confront them about this because we've had a good relationship in the past, but it's never been a great relationship. I felt liked and tolerated, but I haven't felt loved and wanted. Somehow I've always managed to be forgotten to be added to the group or be invited to places. Somehow it's always been a last minute thing. I feel like our relationship is becoming one-sided. Maybe it is, or maybe I'm just becoming more sensitive. Me and Taylor talk more than anyone else and I feel like she actually loves me while the others just like me. I know they're all best friends, but I don't know if there's if they're best friends with me. I hope you can help and I love your podcast. Um this is honestly yeah, it kind of relates to the first piece of advice that I gave um just just a second ago and um definitely take some advice from what I said there, but also I think I've definitely been in friend groups before where it's like I don't feel like we truly all love each other or that it's super, super genuine. It's more just like, oh, they like me or whatever. And I've definitely been the person that like hasn't been invited to things before. That's just it happens to anyone over the course of people's lives. It's just a very common thing to happen. And so it can be hard to feel that way because it's like nothing's necessarily going wrong and no one's necessarily doing anything mean to you or we're not getting into fights but it's not quite to the level of everyone else's relationship with each other like I I definitely get what you're saying and, and that's such a tough situation because it's like if nothing specifically is going wrong it can be really hard to be like I feel like this blah 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 but also there there are reasons that you feel that way like you said if they're leaving you out of group chats or inviting you last minute to things it obviously isn't going to make you feel very close to them or very wanted or loved by them. And I totally agree with you that those feelings would arise in those, you know, circumstances. So I I personally think that like you, you could talk to them, you could say, you know, to all of them or one of them individually, whatever. You could just be like, hey, like I noticed this is going on and, you know, I don't want to accuse you of anything, but I just feel a little bit left out in the group. And I was just wondering, you know, if there's a way that we can kind of lessen my exclusion from this group or like kind of figure out what's going on here um that could definitely benefit from some communication with people um but also if you don't feel comfortable doing that or don't feel like that's the right move I think that just like you know stay good friends with Taylor um because she seems like a really good friend for you um and stay good friends with these friends because like I was saying in you know earlier like it's okay that 
they're not the closest ever to you, but I don't think that if they're making you feel excluded or lonely or left out or unwanted, that then that's when things shift a little bit. And I don't think that's a really healthy environment to be in. And so maybe you can distance yourself. I don't know. It might seem like a little bit petty, but like you could try to distance yourself for a little bit and see kind of like how they react to it. If they don't really reach out and they or they don't notice you distancing themselves yourself, then maybe it's like, okay, well, they probably weren't genuine friends in the first place and you can kind of figure out what to do from there. Um, or they notice that you're distancing yourself and they're like, hey, like maybe we should start inviting her to things more because, you know, we haven't been. So I don't know. I, again, that might be like a really odd way to go about it, but it is an option. I think for now, definitely just like do your best, but don't like sacrifice your own dignity trying to get close to these people. If they don't want to get close to you and they're not making you feel wanted, then they don't want to. And I don't really think that you should put so much energy into someone if like they're not going to return the same thing back. I've said that multiple times on the podcast, but I think that's really, really true and important. So yeah, I, I think really the best thing you can do is just like keep cruising along, be friends with them, but don't be friends with them if they're really, truly making you feel like bad. Like you don't you don't feel good when you're around them. In that case, I don't think it's worth it to stay friends with them. But I I definitely think it it could benefit from like some communication between you guys and kind of you talking to them about how you feel and feeling excluded. Because I promise you coming from the other side, sometimes you might not even remember or you might not even realize that like you're excluding someone or leaving someone out. I mean, honestly, I feel like people should definitely notice that, but some people don't. um, Or maybe they're, they're not inviting you to things as much because they don't know how much you want to be friends with them like it's really hard it's really hard so I feel like that's a benefit of communication is that you can get the full picture by talking to them hi sister spill I hope all is going well with your life I was wondering if you could give me some advice on a situation that's going on in my life right now sure and thank you so in January my friend Sarah started dating this random popular guy I'll admit at the time I was happy for them but about a month later Sarah and her boyfriend facetimed me and they were flexing vaping This made me very upset. I wasn't supposed to tell anyone about this, but I felt this was something I could keep secret. So I told... I felt this was... Did you mean not something I could keep a secret? Anyways, I told one of our other close friends and found out that Sarah's boyfriend was trying to get her to do drugs. This made us very worried, so we tried to talk Sarah out of doing drugs, but unfortunately this didn't work. And Sarah's boyfriend has been brainwashing her into into doing them and also being petty. Apparently... Apparently, Sarah's boyfriend is a drug addict and a bully. Since my friends and I are worried about Sarah doing drugs, we always tell her not to do them. She says that she doesn't. But the other day, I found that she's been lying to me about not doing them, and she's overdosed twice. After I heard that, I was so worried because we're only freshmen in high school, and that's kind of young, I guess. I ended up having a talk with Sarah about this and basically saying that if that it won't... If it wasn't for her boyfriend, she wouldn't have done drugs in the first place. Sarah proceeded to say she he wasn't the reason she started doing drugs and then just walked away. Sarah knows I was telling the truth, but I think she's just brainwashed to admit it. Also, most of our other friends have been hanging, hanging similar encounters like this with Sarah. Oh, having similar encounters with like this with Sarah. Sorry. Um, overall, this situation is really scary in my opinion. This is hard. This is so hard because... You know, obviously you care about Sarah, but there's only a certain point to which you can help her and be like, hey, you got to stop this. Um, I think everyone is responsible for their own actions and like their decisions, but I definitely think other people influence them for sure. So, you know, 
honestly, I feel like this is a situation that we see that's very common just from my experience and my observation. Like a lot of girls, young girls especially, are sucked into doing things like this or things that they don't want to do because of the influence of guys. And that can be really hard to watch as someone who is, you know, her friend, you don't want to see you know, her boyfriend influencing her to do things that she never would have done before. Cause I'm guessing, you know, you know her pretty well and you knew her before she met her boyfriend and you can obviously kind of see what happened there. So, um, I, I definitely see where you're getting the term brainwash from. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I would think, I would definitely say that she's being heavily influenced by him because a lot of girls will do certain things like that for validation, for attention, or even if it's not that far, they will just do it because they think that it's cool or just because someone that they care about is doing it, they feel the need to do it as well. So it's a really tough, you know, trap to fall into. And it sounds like she was not someone who would do this normally. So I, I can tell that like you and your friends are like, what? Like, why is Sarah doing this? Like, we got to get her to stop. Um, but don't feel too bad if you can't get her to stop. Because like I said, at the end of the day, she is responsible for her own actions. And I, I, definitely think it's important for you guys to keep trying and keep encouraging her to be the healthiest version of herself and to not get involved into these things um but you can only do so much so yes do what you can but don't blame yourself if it doesn't help because ultimately she's going to do what she wants to do and it's only her that will realize in the end um if you know she thinks it's wrong or not like it's going to be her who makes that decision to stop doing the drugs or stop getting involved in these things or break up with her boyfriend, whatever it is. So yes, definitely you can influence it, but she's ultimately going to, to have to, to find the self courage, I guess, to do it herself. So, um, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. I get it. And I've definitely had friends who have kind of fallen into unfavorable situations or just things that I'm like, you know, you can do better than this, like whatever. And it can be really, really hard to watch that as, you know, it's someone you care about. Um, but at the same time, you have to recognize that you're not entirely responsible for that person. And that can sound really disconnected and harsh, but it's true. You can't, you know, sacrifice like your own well-being to to try and change the life of someone else. If they're really getting into something, there's like I said, only so much you can do. Um, and I really hope that she gets out of this because I don't think, um, you said she's a freshman. If she's overdosed twice, sorry, this is a sensitive subject. Hopefully it's not too sensitive for any of you guys, but, um, she's a freshman in high school. I really hope that that's not true. Um, because that's insane for being a freshman and overdosing twice. That's a serious threat to her life. That's not good, obviously. And yes, it is very young age to be getting involved in that kind of stuff, let alone to be overdosing and crazy things like that. So I, you know, it's terrifying. And I know a lot of people fall into this in high school and, um, it can be scary watching someone you love and care about, a friend, go through this. So, you know, do your best to be there for her. I think the worst thing you can do is push her away because of it. Even if she's pushing you away because of her boyfriend or she's not listening to you, like, she needs to know that someone's there for her. And even though she's she might be acting out or being rude or ignoring you guys, 
when you give her advice, like deep down, she does appreciate it. I really do think that. So, you know, keep going, keep doing what you're doing, but also don't expect to change her life or change things or make her stop because once people get into that, it's only them who can end the cycle for themselves. So yes, it's very scary and you should definitely talk to people about this to get it out, whether it be a therapist, whether it be your friends, your parents, whoever, um, definitely get it out. But you know, I will be hoping that she's okay. Try to take it easy on her and just show her that you're there for her. Hi, Sister Spill. I love your podcast. I'm a member of your day one. Thank you. Um, I need some advice. So basically this one girl, let's call her Destiny, said that she doesn't like me when she texted me. But ever since that, her boyfriend, let's say his name is Jaden, has been viewing my story recently when we don't even follow each other. I'm super confused if it's him or Destiny that's been viewing my story, but I told my friends that I don't I don't care if he likes me or not. Um, he's been staring me, staring at me recently at school, so I guess I'll, I'll take that as a yes. If any girls and boys are going through the same thing, I hope you guys know you aren't alone and drink some water. Okay, so I guess I'm confused because you didn't ask like a specific question to me, um, but it sounds like you, you said you were confused. So I think, um, I don't know. I'd probably need to know more details, but it sounds like the girl destiny you were suspecting maybe it was her on his phone because you said you don't know if it's her or him viewing your stories and when, when they don't follow you i definitely think it could be her if she's trying to have access to your instagram story of course it's easier to go on his instagram than to do it from her own if she like doesn't if she says she doesn't like you then she obviously doesn't want to be caught watching your own stories because that would be embarrassing for her so you know by going on her boyfriend's phone it would be way easier um Honestly, I don't know if him staring at you from what I've heard. If I think he's staring at you, I think it's because she's he's dating Destiny and Destiny says probably bad things about you because apparently she doesn't like you. So he's probably just staring at you because he's like, oh, that's the girl that my girlfriend doesn't like. Um, not to be blunt with it, but just to let you know, that's kind of how I would interpret it. So like, I, I, I don't know what that means. I mean, yeah, sure. He could like you or whatever, but I personally think it probably just means that like he's looking at you because he's just like oh this is is this the girl that like my girlfriend's talking about whatever um so i don't know the the whole situation seems a little weird you didn't say why she doesn't like you i don't know what's going on with that but you know um just keep going on with your everyday business and let them be obsessed with you and that's fine um it's okay to be confused but that's kind of how i interpreted it personally so yeah i don't i don't know what else to say about that that's kind of weird Okay, so I am ending the advice segment there, um, but I, I realized that I've kind of gotten off track as far as like tea goes. I haven't talked about a lot of drama or tea going on in, in the community lately just because there's been so little to report as far as like TikTok drama and tea, but there also is just like a lot to talk about. There was something that I wanted to mention like a couple weeks ago on the podcast, and that was actually the whole Kim and Kanye thing. I'm pretty sure like even if you have never followed up with either of them like almost everyone knows about the situation or has heard of it because they've had such a messy divorce and i'm sure some of you guys have seen kanye like publicly post things about kim and then pete davidson who she's currently dating on his public instagram with like 14 million followers or something i mean it probably has more because he kept gaining followers when as he started posting these crazy things because everyone was like oh i gotta follow kanye to see what he posts next but i was one of those people i wasn't following him before um but it's crazy the kind of things i'm curious to see like what you guys think about the whole kim kanye thing even if you don't know much about them or their divorce because like i personally don't know a lot about them um or like the relationship i mean 
but like it's still crazy to see all the things that he's been posting um at the same time though it kind of made me think like the way that he was posting as if you know a lot of people were saying it was like his his own personal spam page or like he doesn't care it's like seeing Kanye's finsta whatever like it kind of made me think like why do celebrities feel the need to like really like repress a lot of their thoughts or like actual feelings on social media like of course I get it a lot of people just want private lives or they don't want that out for millions of followers to see but I think in some ways it's really smart for Kanye to be like now a lot of things he did were very out of pocket I don't really agree with anything he's doing but I just think it's kind of cool how he doesn't care and he's able to just post that kind of stuff and literally say exactly how he's feeling um because not a lot of people do that so like despite how much I dislike Kanye I do have to not applaud because I don't want to I don't want to praise him but I I do have to give it to him for being able to just be so transparent with like the way he feels um I mean so transparent like he's posting like private text messages like I said a lot of it was way too far way out of pocket but it's just kind of in a way weirdly refreshing to see a celebrity do that because you can actually see how they're feeling whereas a lot of times this stuff is behind the scenes and maybe that's just me being nosy because I'm like wow I like seeing what's actually going on but I don't know I think it's kind of interesting because not I don't not many celebrities have really done that before so yeah kind of interesting wanted to to ask you guys what you thought about the whole Kim and Kanye situation and then as far as just like TikTok drama or like regular tea I don't know if it's just me but like there's literally been nothing going on like absolutely nothing there's been little things but nothing significant enough that like is popping into my head that I'm like wow I really need to discuss this like it's that boring lately it's kind of weird because it's like all of the TikTok stuff is like of course TikTok is like at the height of its popularity it's super popular still but for some reason just like TikTok drama and the whole like era of like tiktokers being in the spotlight and so much drama going on like that is kind of faded out and so it's really weird to see this kind of transition it's like now that you know people are still focusing on charlie d'amelio but it's not the same you know so now that this is kind of a little bit different now like what's next um kind of just has me thinking a little bit so i don't know but because there's not really any tea and i i'm actually recording this podcast so early you guys should be proud of me i always do it at like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. it's so bad but it's actually only 4 24 p.m. um I got out of school just like a couple hours ago so that it's kind of surprising that I got the motivation to do it right after but anyways it feels nice to just like do it before I get lazy and it makes it feel a little bit more I don't know less like last minute but I promise they're they're all genuine whether I'm recording them from my bed at 10 at night or doing it early I promise I love doing it that is all I have for you guys this week I will see you in two weeks I'm gonna miss you guys but again if you ever want advice while I'm on my trip and you don't want to wait the two weeks you can always just ask me and I can respond right away just let me know you can dm me on instagram at sister spill yt or at spillcast official either one um you can also send me a voice message like this girl did this episode um through anchor the link to that will be in the description of this podcast episode or you can always just email me at sisterspillytt at gmail.com and if you listen to this episode all the way through let me know what what time it is for you when you're listening to my podcast or what you're doing while you're listening to my podcast and i will talk to you guys in a couple weeks bye